0: Welcome back to After the Weather Sports Talk and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. Welcome back guys. I'm sorry for no episode yesterday. Uh just kinda got all caught up and didn't get to get to one. Um we won't be joined by Colin today. I'm sorry, I'm trying to get him on back on the show. Uh it just seems like it's at the worst time. He's just can't do it. Um, so, sorry for no episode yesterday. Tomorrow, I expect an episode, but don't be surprised if there isn't one. I'm um, actually heading down to New Jersey almost right after I'm done with this uh, episode, so hope, and then we're gonna get back late Sunday night, so I hopefully can do a um, podcast, but if I can't, it, it was just because I'm busy, not because I'm taking a break and then doing a podcast and then a break. No, just because of Couldn't. I was gone all day. So, but expect one. Hope for one. Um, Probably be later in the day. So, today we are going to be talking about the Celtics' big win against the Pacers and what this means for the rest of the season. And we are going to be talking about the Red Sox. and how they stay horrendous. And then I think we will probably do a little bit of a Final Four preview. I can't promise that, but we probably will. uh, Just a little bit. And, again, I told you we're going to... Um, in the next few days, we're going to be doing a lot more playoffs preview for the um, NBA and the NHL. Then we're going to be ta- recapping the whole March Madness um, because I told you guys I do that for you guys. So yeah, let's get to uh, first. We'll get to the Celtics Pacers game last night. So yeah, let's get to that. So the Celtics and the Pacers squared off last night in a huge game. Both the Celtics and the Pacers were tied at forty-seven and thirty-two. The Celtics owning the 2-1 tiebreaker. But now with the Celtics winning, with only a few games left, we are now a whole game ahead of the Pacers with the tiebreaker as well. Which means, I'm happy to say as a Celtics fan, we are probably going to get the fourth seed. Sorry, that sounded really weird, that four. Oh, the fourth. I don't know why I said it like that. But when it came down to it, for me, the Pacers need the fourth seed more. They're probably not going to get it, but they need it more because... The Pacers, both these teams are very bad at uh, on the road and very good at home. The Celtics are 28-12 at home and 20-20 and on the road. The Pacers are 29-11 at home and 18-22 on the road. So the Celtics are very good at home, not so great on the road. The Cel- the Pacers are even better than the Celtics are at home, and even worse than the Celtics on the road. Which means I think the Pacers need the four seed more than the Celtics. Now you can make a case for the Celtics because their expectations are much higher for the pa- than the Pacers. But the Pacers, listen, this team without Oladipo. They needed every advantage they can get, I think. Especially the Celtics are starting to click again. Again, give it a few more games. But I I really think I haven't had too many complaints in these past six, seven games with the Celtics team. Really haven't. And I think the Pacers are going to need to try to get every advantage they can to beat that Celtics team. And not having home court advantage, you are a well below uh, 500 team on the road. And you are a 29-11 team at home. So you need that four seed. If you are the Pacers, but now they're probably not going to get it. So I sit here and say, look at the bottom of the Eastern Conference race, because we'll get more into the Pacers game, uh, Celtics game in a minute, a little bit. We'll touch up on it, but I just want to discuss that kind of race. But now we look at the bottom of the standings. Virtue, last night, Jeremy Lamb had another shot against the Raptors and kept his seeming contention uh, for that one of the spots in the um, Eastern Conference. The Magic are the 6th seed at 40 and 40. The 7th seed is the Nets at 39 and 40. The Pistons are the 8th seed at 39 and 40. The nine seed is the Heat at 38 and 41. And the Hornets are the ten seed at 37 42. Below that, you got like the Wizard Talks. They're not making it. It really cuts off at the Hornets, and even the Hornets don't have great chances. But they've won their last two, six and four. They're really starting to turn things around a little bit. The Hornets always get off to a solid start to season and just slowly dip below five hundred. Just happens every time. They're thirty seven forty two, so it just shows how much weaker the East is than the West. But who's gonna make it? Who's not? The teams that, if I got to choose the three teams that made it. I would want, because none of them are going to win. Let's be honest. Probably none of them are going to win. So, what teams would I want to see get in? I want to see the Heat get in, the Nets get in, and probably, probably the Pistons. Just because I feel like they, it, you know, it's tough not to say the Magic. Between the Magic and the Pistons. The Hornets, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. But the reason for the Pistons, I want to see the Pistons face the Raptors because the Pistons have actually kind of owned the Raptors in a way this season. I don't think they'd win, but I think they could give them a little bit of a series and, you know, kind of raise questions about the Raptors. Plus, I feel like you know, Blake Griffin, I feel like they deserve to make it. But again, you know... The Magic probably aren't going to get bounced. So I'd say the Magic are going to get in. And it's tough to say this Nets seems not going to get in because the Nets, 39-40, it's felt like a better season. Who does not like the Nets right now? They're just a young, energetic team that tries hard every night and is really overachieved. I feel like most people like them. And the reason for the Heat is the fact that Dwayne Wade – The Dwayne Wade's the only reason I want to see the Heat make the playoffs. It's the only reason. If they don't have Dwayne Wade, I, I could care less. And if they don't have Dwayne Wade, I think they might be out of the uh, race, actually. I think so. Because, actually, Dwayne Wade, you know, he's hit a game winner. And I feel like he's made a, uh, you know, heavy impact on a few of these games. Without Dwayne Wade, I don't think they're in the uh, conversation. I really don't. Dwayne Wade's actually making that factor, I think. You can really say that about any player. They're missing one player due to, like, an injury or retirement. They could be out of this thing. I think they need every single piece. And they don't really have a star either, so... uh. And, you know, you could say the Magic, just because they're a young team, I think they'd be pretty easy, but I don't want to see the Magic get in because, also for the fact that what if, you, they might be the best team out of all of them, especially of late. But, you know, the only thing that I really genuinely don't care is the Hornets. The Hornets, I don't want to see make the playoffs, actually, because I want Kemba to leave. I just want him to, you know, stop. Stop suffering there. You're choosing. You're choosing to suffer. Stop. So I want them to miss the playoffs and, and go somewhere else. And make the Hornets look really bad because they didn't either trade Kemba, they didn't choose a direction. They just decided to stay right stuck in the middle. Like a tensi. They just decided to keep missing the playoffs. Just don't get Kemba any help, but don't trade him either. It's bad what they didn't. I want them to pay the price for that. So, personally, that, that race is going to be interesting, uh, for sure. Uh, you look at some of these uh, teams, uh, there's only games today and tomorrow, and then and then Tuesday and then Wednesday and then it all wraps up. So Wednesday it's over. So you're you're saying you're sitting here saying like five days of NBA action left and really today is the Nets and Bucks and the Sixers and Bulls that's it. That's all today. And then so you look at so I'll go over the the remaining schedule for every team. So Sitting in the 6th seed are the... No team is clinched, by the way. So, sitting in the 6th seed is the Magic. They'll probably get in. They only have two games left against the Celtics and the Hornets. Okay, so they have the Celtics and the Hornets left. Then there is the Nets, who will sit at the 7th seed at 39 and 40. Who have the Bucs, Pacers, and Heat. So, that's not a very easy schedule. Okay? You got the Bucs who are still trying because Giannis decides he wants to. The Pacers, you know, you never know how they're going to play. They're gonna be really good or, eh. So we'll see uh, about them. And then you have the uh, Heat. But you have the Pacers in Indiana. If it's in Brooklyn, that makes a big difference. And that Heat game could be Dwayne Wade's last. It could be the Nets' last as well. So we'll see. Uh, they have a pretty tough schedule, but I still just want them to see, see them get in. I really do. Uh, then there's the Pistons, who sit at the 8th seed at 39-40, have the Hornets at home, the Grizzlies at home, and the Knicks on the road. The Pistons are getting in. I'm sorry. I heard, Um, I think it was Paul Pierce, say yesterday the Pistons aren't getting in. They are. They're facing the Hornets, the Grizzlies at home, and then the Knicks on the road. That Knicks game, the Knicks are going to tank times two. You think they've been tanking hard. They're going to tank harder that last game. So they're going to get in for that reason. The schedule's too easy. So I think, you know, it could be the three teams that we see in now. But then there's the Heat. Then there's the Heat, who have the Raptors on the road, the Sixers at home, and the Nets on the road. That's tough. And I, that's why I'm not sure the Heat are going to get it. And it's a bummer, because you got the Raptors on the road, oof, Sixers at home is even tough, and then the Nets on the road. That's not an easy schedule. Then the Nets don't have an easy schedule. The Magic... And they only have two games left. The Pistons is super easy. to cakewalk. And then we'll mention the Hornets, who sit at uh, 37 to 42 of the Pistons on the road, the Cavs on the road, and the Magic at home, which isn't too difficult, but you can definitely see them probably dropping one or two of those games. And I don't think they'll get in. They're basically out of out of the race. But um, and technically they're not, so we'll throw them in there. It's, it'll be a long shot, though. But, yeah, that's going to be an interesting race for sure. There's, there's no doubt about it. That is going to be a very interesting race for those final three seeds. Five teams looking for the th- – uh, only three spots for five teams is tough. And, really, I want to see every team except for the Hornets get in. Because genuinely as an NBA fan, just as a genuine NBA fan, because no none of those bottom seeds are going to win. Maybe the Pistons – no, actually, never mind. No, no it's not even worth no. – no, no. No team's going to win. None of those teams are going to win. So who do you just want to see get in, just for the sheer enjoyment? Probably the three teams that are in right now, but maybe not the Magic and instead the Heat, just because it's Dwayne Wade. But really, you know, if you're a fan of the team, you're the only, really, really one that cares, but you're going to lose in the first round anyway. So, yeah, that's kind of the whole race and everything. So now we are going to get to the Boston Red Sox if their struggles continue and just what is going on. So, yeah, we'll get to that right now. So the Red Sox struggles continue as they sit at two and seven at the bottom of the AL East. Um, right now, the Red Sox have the worst record in the AL. The worst. They're fifteenth. They're in the last. That's crazy to think about. And really, the only teams with worse record are the Cubs and the Reds at one and six. Um, so technically, they have less losses, but they have less wins, and they're both in the NL Central. Um, and the Cubs have lost their uh, last six straight. The Reds actually haven't even allowed a home run yet. Their starting pitch has been pretty good, but their bats have not been able to get together. But it's kind of been the opposite for you. Um, And last night, we went to face the Diamondbacks. And I heard uh, we lost 8-15. to That's not what I heard. I saw. We lost 8-15. to And... we're oh, fine. Last night's game, your pitching was horrible again. Now, I heard someone um, say it today, so this is not by me, but someone said this, and you could probably agree, that he said, at first, when the Red Sox struggled on the West Coast, uh, I heard this on the radio, and they played the Mariners and Athletics, and he said, I wasn't too concerned. It's the beginning of the season, and we usually struggle on the West Coast. And given we're still kind of on the West Coast, we're not really. The Arizona isn't really on that West Coast side. But then he said, you know what, it's early. Now that we're off the West Coast, I expected us to do good against the Diamondbacks. And I was wrong. Now I'm starting to get concerned. Uh, Kind of summing up what he said. And he um, also talked about how, which is something I totally agree about. I was already thinking this, but he said it as well. The fact that the Celtics are still so caught up in last year. They're still in the spotlight from last year. They need to focus on this season. The, the task at hand as i like to say and the starting pitching just been horror. it's been horrendous there is no team you have the worst starting rotation so far not only are you the only team that has an average era of above 8 your era is above 9 so there's no team that even has starting pitching above 8 era yours is above 9 which is just crazy it's absurd the, how bad the starting pitching has been. Last night, Rick Purcello went four and, a, four and two-thirds of an inning, letting up 10 hits, seven earned runs on three walks and five strikeouts. That is ridiculous. Can we get things together, folks? And then Brian Johnson, who's actually been pretty good this year, was not good last night. Came in for one and a third inning and let up six hits on seven earned runs in a walk and two strikeouts. How do you come in for it? Inning in a third. You basically, you got four outs and let up seven earned runs on six hits and a walk. Every single base runner you let uh, scored, that's annoying. And then, is that Eduardo Nunez who pitched? Eduardo Nunez pitched last night. Eduardo Nunez pitched last night. So, uh, he's your second baseman if you didn't know. And he's pitching. I, I, I've seen this happen before. It's just crazy. I didn't get to that part in the game. I'm sorry. I, I, I won't lie. I, I didn't know about that. I didn't see that. And Tyler Johnson came in, let up a hit, and a strike. I want to see uh, Eduardo Nunez pitch. I'm going to look uh, look that up after. But last night was horrendous. The bats haven't been as bad, okay? The bats The bats have been okay. Uh, Mitch Moreland's played good, J.D. Martinez has played all right, but so far when I look at the season, the beginning of the season, your pitching couldn't get things together, and then all of a sudden they got things together early in that athletic series, but you got shut out back-to-back games. Your pitching was alright, but then you got shut out back-to-back games. And then, the pitching uh, goes back down, the hitting goes back up. We haven't been able to put it all together. A lot of people say with Cody Bellinger, he hasn't been able to put his whole game together. The Celtics have... uh, Celtics, the Red Sox have not been able to put their game together. Pitching, plus hitting, plus the bullpen. The bullpen has had a game or two where they've struggled, but Alex Gora has done bad this year. The one good thing that he's done, used the bullpen very well. He's brought the right guys in at the right moment. He's used it very well, and they've, they've overachieved. The bats have been about what I expected, although a little inconsistent. For the most part, they've been solid. But the pitching has been horrendous by the starters. I, I told you, I, I expected them to underachieve and be like a top 6, top 7, at least top 8. starting rotation, but not this bad. Like, like I'll admit, I, th- I thought they'd be a little worse than most people thought, but not this bad, okay? I'm not panicking yet. I'm a, am I worried a little? How are you not a little worried about this Red Sox team? You're burying your own grave right now. Uh, You have to be a little concerned. It's very early, I know. But now we're in the third series now. But I'm not worried. We haven't even played a home series yet. So I want to see, can we at least win one of the next two games and start to get our starting pitching? I just want to see us win one of the two next games, start playing a little better, cleaner baseball. The pitching, the ERA goes down a little. The Pitching seems to be getting a little better. And then we go into Fenway and just... just destroy. We, we really feel at home. We're going to be facing the Blue Jays uh, in like a two-game series, and we face the Orioles. So hopefully we can go in. That's like a six-game 6, six game stretch, and we can just play real good baseball when we start to really get our rhythm in. But yeah, I do think Alex Cora needs to have a talk with these guys and be like, come on, get your heads in this season. Because he even, but that's tough because Alex Cora is even still living in last year. He's still living in last year's spotlight. And last year, as Boston fans, I will say, we have little patience. You know, we're very spoiled and we're very demanding. So we have to slow down a little. But Alex Cora last year did a great job. It was super easy. So he's used to, you know nothing at all. There's no conflict, no nothing. It'll be easy. I didn't receive any criticism. So now he's receiving criticism. He's like, well, I'm I'm the best man. I'm perfect. No, no, no. He needs to learn. That's the thing. It's kind of, I said it, like the Celtics in the playoff run, the young guys, you know, did so good. Now they have to step back into their role. This is like coming back to reality uh, for Alex Gore. This is reality. You're going to face some criticism. Last year, he wasn't Last year was not reality. That's, like, the Celtics' young players. The playoffs were not reality. That was not reality. Now, Kyrie, you got to step back into your role. And they really um, have not done that. So, I mean, we'll see how the rest of the season goes. Um, but I, let's just take it a game at a time. Let's just go in and win one of the next two games. When I say win one, at least one of the two next games, like, one of your losses was just a close loss, like, Three to four, where they just slightly outplayed you. you still played well, um, and I expected you to win two out of. If you win the next two, I'll be a little surprised because I still expect them. You know how quickly can you just turn things around? But one of these guys has to step up. Um, they've been a good example. I always said base running, it matters, but. How much? It could cost you a few games, but it's already arguably cost this uh, Red Sox team two games against the Athletics. Uh, the Bogarts one was a big one. Probably cost you that game. But the Mookie Betts one possibly could have cost you that game, but I don't think it would have. So one to two games, it probably costs you already. Nine games in the season. Base runnings arguably cost you two games. Uh, and JBJ Mookie Betts can't catch a uh, or Benintendi. Just that whole outfield just really hasn't played well at all. Uh, and Benintendi hasn't hit well. You've really only had a few bright spots. So I, I want to see how they – can they turn things around? I'd love to see them uh, – please turn things around, uh, Red Sox. Because you need to quick. Because someone told me, yeah, we can't worry yet. But all of a sudden, if we're 15, 20 games into the season and they're still the same like this, they're still around like a 250 ball club, then now we have to start worrying? Yeah, of course. Um 15, 20 games in, yeah. But, I mean, we have to start changing things quick. Because I said opening the opening day series isn't a huge thing to me if you struggle. Let's calm down. Sometimes teams just get off to a fluky start. But now we're in the third series now, okay? And now we should start to pick things up. So that's my thoughts on the Red Sox. We're going to keep ranting on them uh, till they um, pick up the slack. So we're going to spend a few minutes, just a few minutes, nothing big, um, previewing uh, the Final Four, uh, tonight, we'll probably pick my winner. I'm bad at picking the NCAA because it's just so wild. The, I'll tell you all about my bracket. It's all messed up. I kind of gave up on it. I picked too many upsets early, and then now all the upsets, is weird. Uh, but, yeah, we'll preview uh, the NCAA Final Four, which starts today. So, yeah, we'll pick winners for that and preview that coming up now. So, tonight we have uh, five-seeded Auburn facing one-seeded Virginia and – that kicks off at six oh nine pm, and then we have two seeded Michigan State facing three seeded Texas Tech at eight forty nine pm. So, some good games. I'm bad at picking these, and really, I think it could go anyway. It really could. But if I had to pick, I'd say <sighs> if I had a pick, I'm taking Virginia and Michigan State. <sighs> It's tough because I want to pick Auburn Texas Tech. I feel like one of those teams will make it, but I'm I'm not sure. It's just tough. That, that that's hard. I want to see Auburn win the whole thing just because I feel like they seem to be like the Cinderella team and I don't really have a team in this. I I like Michigan State and I like Virginia like relatively and more of like I like Kansas Kansas State like Overall, they might be my favorites. Uh, college teams, I've just always liked them for some reason. Kansas and Kansas State. Even though I've picked Kansas State to lose to UC Irvine because I kind of watch a lot of their games. But I like Virginia and Michigan State. I like them. Texas Tech's all right. Auburn. I I'm, I wasn't a huge fan of this Auburn team, even though I had them going to the Sweet 16. I did not have them going to the Final Four. I had them going to the Sweet 16, though. I'm not a huge fan. I, I just think like Auburn basketball... Yeah, it just doesn't sound right for some reason, but uh, it's tough because, I, I, you know, I feel like Texas Tech or Auburn's getting it, but Virginia, Michigan State, like, those just those just seem like the answer. Wouldn't it be cool to see Virginia go from losing in the first round to winning it all? Like, that would just be, that would be crazy. Last year, I picked them to win. This year, I was like, not making that mistake again. We had them losing in the Elite Eight, uh, but personally, I don't know. These are so hard to pick, especially now when these are all good teams that have proved to us they can play. So it's just like, it's hard because all these teams have proven they have, they can really come and show us what they're made of. So I don't know. I feel like uh, Texas Tech is probably getting the least recognition. Uh, I feel like Auburn's getting a lot of hype, them Michigan State, Auburn and Michigan State, Virginia's getting a, a nice a bit, but really, Texas Tech, Jarrett Culver, they're not getting a lot of recognition, so who knows, but personally, if I had to pick, probably Virginia and Michigan State, but as I said, I wouldn't be shocked if at least Texas Tech or Auburn win, one of the two, uh, but I don't see both of them getting in, Texas Tech versus Auburn, that would be such a weird uh, NCAA final, Um but what do you guys think? Again, Anchor Mobile app. I haven't had some callers in a while. I'm feeling lonely. Uh, I'm feeling really lonely. So please call in, Charles or Billy, if you're listening. Please, I want to continue our conversation. Uh, and hopefully, as we get more callers, things get you know a lot more fun. Uh, but I hope they they call back. That'll be nice. Or you guys, even just listening right now, please call an anchor mobile app, just type in after the buzzer sports talk, send in a voice message. It's so easy. I don't know why you guys don't do it. It's It'll be real fun to have a good conversation with you guys. Uh, trust me. So uh, yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. So uh, thank you guys for listening and I'll hopefully uh, see you tomorrow.